a podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from a pineapple under the sea, it's your co-host, Nick Richardson. It's, you know, I'm, it's really kind of cool down here. I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of weird shit going down, Calvin. And we're going to talk about that weird shit because this week we're talking TV fan theories. Really the world is subject. just full of. Oh my god, so many. Because coincidentally, there's a lot of people out there that like to uh, smoke weed and then take really long showers Ran- and randomly pontificate about what right. the hell is going on in their favorite fictional universes. Especially, you know, us one on Nickelodeon. Yeah, um, I talked to my wife this uh, before the episode, which I usually do. I ask her if she has any thoughts because I like to throw them in. If she does, she doesn't listen, so she doesn't know whether I throw them <laughs> in or not. But you can say um, you did. Yeah, exactly. I asked her if she had any thoughts on TV fan theories, and her response was that people have too much time on their hands. Damn. (laughs) Just come up with these things. And I agree with you, though. It's more like being under the influence or just, like, being alone in your mind or when you've watched a show so many times. Like, I've come up with theories for The Office because I've seen it a million times. I've come up with a couple theories on Seinfeld because, like, I just... Sometimes I sit there, and because I've seen it so many times, my mind starts to wander about oh, definitely in in world situations that like were never supposed to be pondered. Because when TV shows were made, especially in the '90s, you you saw them once and that was it. Yeah, you were lucky. But, I remember trying to stay up till like three in the morning to get episodes of Trigun recorded. Yeah, Trigun, whatever the fuck that is. Dude, you don't know? Oh my god, Calvin! Tell me about it. I'm here. Later, later. We'll talk about it. All right. Um, So Reddit is apparently a great source of this because when people have these thoughts... The best. Apparently the first thing they do is go to Reddit and type them down so other people can tell them that they're geniuses. Not even... Or really, really stupid. Usually the way it works out is someone will, like, post a theory and then everyone just starts adding stuff to it or refuting things, like... I was the real theory some... is in the comments, is what they say. Right. I mean, I was reading some where they proposed like a bit of math that just made zero. You know, it made sense to me because I fucking blow at math. But a mathematician like literally wrote the entire equation out and was like, "See, here's where you're wrong, fuckface." And I thought that was really cool. You know. God damn those mathematicians. They're kind of. I mean, they just throw all these numbers and symbols at you. I don't. I can't. I don't know what's going on. It's almost like fighting dirty. Yeah, it really is. Um, we each have two. We have two theories each from different fictional worlds, um, and we're just gonna dig into them and see what we come up with. Of that, I didn't. The theories here, I didn't create either of mine. Um, I found them on the internet, uh, mostly through watching YouTube videos or just googling show name fan theories. Um, and we're just gonna talk, you know what the theory is, where it comes from, what evidence there is to support or refute the theory, uh, just kind of talk about whether we believe in the theory or not, and then uh, discuss if the creators or actors or anybody involved with the actual show has ever acknowledged the existence of these theories or whether they're true or false or anything like that. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, I like it when the the creators actually do give back like that's a way that they can give back that's simple is they they talk to a like they respond to these things because a lot of people put a lot of time and thought into these things and it would suck for the creator to be like it's just a dumb show for kids man don't worry about it there's been a lot of that out there though oh yeah they're definitely unfortunate george R. R. martin is famously against all kind of like outlandish fan theory fan theorizing and fan fiction things like that He's more of the, uh, I'm writing my story, and whatever's in the story is it. You can theorize all you want, but it doesn't really matter if I don't write it. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Engage with your fans. Have fun with them. Um, I I think both of my theories, the creators have acknowledged in some way or another, and so that'll be really fun to talk about of of how and why they do that. Yes. Same for both both for me, and I cannot wait. All right, so... Let's get into it. Nick, let's hear your first theory. So, my third... My first theory... My first theory comes from SpongeBob SquarePants. 
Oh, and your this, neighbors. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would most likely be Squidward. I would fucking hate this eternally optimistic you play the clarinet? dude. No, my wife played. Uh, yeah, she did though. <laughs> there we go. Boom. Boom. So um, your wife is Squidward. Your hey, Mrs. Squidward. Hey now. That's okay. It's 2020, bro. <laughs> but anyway, this theory is uh, the Krabby Patties. Why they're so good. Um, it's the secret formula. Everyone knows it's that. It's the secret formula. But what is in the secret formula? What's that secret ingredient uh, that sets it off? I know what it is. It's the Good Burger secret sauce. It's PCP. And Good Burger secret sauce. Just straight cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob has one for breakfast every day. That's every why day. he's so energetic. A double. He's like, hit me with a double, Mr. Krabs. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> there you go. All right. So theory is SpongeBob is loaded on coke, and he cocaine. grew up yeah. to be Johnny Depp's character in Blow. Um, no, that is not the. I'm getting off kilter here. So, the secret ingredient and why Mr. Krabs is so protective of it is it's actually crab meat. Dun dun dun. The burgers, Because how do you get beef? Under the sea. You tell me, you God. You don't. You don't. Exactly. I mean, I guess if somebody, like, kills their cow and throws it in the ocean for some reason, that would work. Well, I mean, in that regard, it is a dumb cartoon. It's a fantastic cartoon. But, uh, yeah, that's that's. It varies stitch. between fantastic and dumb all well, at the same time. Right. And, I mean, Mr. Krabs, that would put him out of business. If people were like, dang, this cat's a cannibal? No thanks. Exactly. No, Is there any actual evidence to support this? There's all the evidence in the world. The restaurant is shaped like a crab catcher. One. Is that what it's shaped like? I thought it was like a barrel. I guess that's what crab catchers kind of are. Yeah, right. or like a lobster catcher. Some Something you would yeah. dredge on the bottom of the ocean yeah. to get yeah, I gotcha. hard-shelled creatures like him. Um, so... Follow me down this rabbit hole, folks. I'm with you. Someone mused that it had a terrible element to it, like PCP or crack. Just saying. Um, and then another individual pointed out Krabby Patty is Dutch for a crab burger, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. spelled with a K. So often crab spelled with a K is used for imitation crab, which mm -hmm. is white fish. So in reality... A majority of these other fish are actually cannibals, which explains oh, even no. more why he wants to hide that shit. He's feeding yeah. them to it's like Snowpiercer. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, that's Snowpiercer's rough. I read another one out there that it's whale meat. Um it, so because it was something like whale meat is uh like can stay preserved for like really long periods of time and there's so like there'd be so much whale meat right if there's a dead whale on the bottom of the ocean and mr crab stumbled upon that whale and he's just harvesting this meat for years and years and he's freezing it or whatever and that's where pearl comes from too we never meet pearl's mom she's a whale maybe this whale that he's harvesting the meat from was pearl's mom and he found baby Pearl there and raised her as his own because maybe he's raising her for slaughter. I don't know. He's not totally and, heartless. I mean, he's just like... I mean, if it's worth baby. a buck to him, if he runs out of mama whale meat, then maybe... <laughs> it's worth a buck to him. But, but that's not what we're talking about here. And I could, the only person he would really need to hide that from is Pearl. But I guess he would have to hide it from the rest of the world because he wouldn't want Pearl to find out. That's, that is true. Why can't it be both? It's a combo... It Whitefish. Combo and, crab. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Combo crab, whitefish, whale meat. Right. It's like it's like good meatballs, you know. There's pork in there, there's a little beef in there. Well that's why it's a secret formula and not a secret ingredient. Because there's a formula for it. There you right? go. That's okay. what that's what Plankton's always trying to steal is the formula, not the ingredient. So it could be all three. And I'm thinking that he took Pearl in, not because he felt bad for her, but he said if I wait 20 to 25 years, I'm going to have a new source of whale meat here. Whale meat here. And, and then he eventually fell in love with her. Yeah. Fell in love as with a, her. That's not well, weird. fell in love with her as a father-daughter relationship. He's just keeping her fat and happy. It's like, here, yeah. eat this I mean, butter. she went to prom with SpongeBob, so. He hired his 47-year-old fry cook. 
who's on PCP <laughs> to take his whale dart. He sounds like he was trying to get SpongeBob to do the job for him. Just gonna yeah, take care of her and let me get the meat. So what do you think? Do you think this is how plausible do you think this is? I think it's totally plausible. There's I mean, definitely something fishy about it. Pun intended. Dude, you got the best dad puns sometimes. But it I mean it, there's too much that is a coincidence to me. Why would he hire SpongeBob to be a fry cook? The dumbest, most ignorant, stupid person on the bottom of the ocean. Squidward, the most apathetic douchebag in the face. He's just not gonna care. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, eh, you know, I'm I'm He hired paid. Patrick at one point too, and that's that's even asking for more dumbness. That didn't you know, that didn't he's a very manipulative I mean, there's evidence he's fattening Pearl up between you and mm-hmm. me. Um he's yeah, and the greed, man. The greed. Well, so I, I, I read this one out there that it that it's crab meat. And another thing that was pointed out was we don't ever see any other crabs. We don't see a Mrs. Krabs. I think we see his mom at one point, but that's it. So in this whole community, there are no other crabs other than Mr. Krabs. And, like, it's right there in the name. It's called the Krabby Patty. Of course it uses crab meat. What do you expect to be in it? If somebody gives me a hamburger patty, I'm not expecting chicken to be in it. If somebody gives me a chicken patty, I'm not expecting steak to be in it, right? I mean, if you go by that logic, you would expect ham in your burger. Well, no, hamburger is a separate meat than ham. Like, hamburger is a name of a meat. Hmm. I was just ground beef. Well, I mean, it's called that also. I digress. Yeah. But, so, I mean, think about it. He would lose all his business. Look at Plankton. His restaurant's called The Chum Bucket. He's basically saying, I'm well, going to feed you guys. he's serving chum in it, though. Right. Which is fish. Which is just dead, chopped up group yeah. you know goopy fish it's like so i'm gonna take your old you're dying and you're sick i'm gonna process them and then i'm gonna feed them back to you with my and, with my computer wife karen right who i bicker with constantly Fun shouts fact, out to computer karen karen is married to spongebob in real life i think i knew that isn't that fantastic yeah. small world that is a fun fact um i think another thing that that points to this is plankton has such a hard time because Mr. Krabs killed and harvested all the crabs, first of all, they were probably his family, so he, he can't replicate that. Yeah, he obviously can't replicate that to begin. Actually, no, sorry, I gotta go back on this whole. Uh, there's no other crabs around because there's a specific episode that I just remembered where Mr. Krabs' extended family comes into town. It's like hundred fucking crabs there, all Wait. like asking him for crab, crabby patties. So like, if if it's all crab. Wouldn't he be killing all those motherfuckers too? That'd be too. He's got to pick them off, Calvin. You know. I guess can't... you can't do it when they're all there. You got to wait. Yes, you got to right. pick them off. You got to wait till they get old and, and get them. But when did this episode come out? Uh early on. I mean, probably before two thousand three. I didn't watch many new episodes after that. Oh man, I miss SpongeBob. The reason I asked. I mean, it's still on. I, all the time. Is... It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, is it really? I'm going to have to get on there and watch that. But what I find to be you know, interesting is the creators did acknowledge this. Ooh. But the the creator of it basically oh, said... Oh, well, hold on. Before we get into the creator's thoughts, I had a point on Plankton that I didn't get to make. Hit so me. Plankton, Plankton has trouble getting his hands on these exotic meats because he's so small. He can't kill a fish. He can't kill a crab and, and take it back to his... Uh, you know, bucket to to make it into a patty. He can't kill a whale. <laughs> to his he's just he's just gotta wait until something dies, and then he can chop that shit up and take it back to the bucket. Exactly. He, so he, Mr. Krabs has this advantage over him where he can go out and kind of claw some shit and bring it back with him. Well, he I mean, could claw he's another crab. He could claw claw a fish and bring it back with him and make it into a patty. Where Plankton can't do any of that, and that's why Plankton's restaurant sucks because he's just gotta wait for the dead rotten fish grossness so i think that would eliminate the harvesting of whale over the course of several weeks for crabby patties well yeah plus if you went to harvest the whale well so but whales eat plankton so if you went to harvest Ooh. that whale with little baby pearl there pearl would have eaten him before he could harvest that whale meat there you go okay he wouldn't want anything to do with pearl it says back up little one yeah I'm all right so what plankton. did the creators say about this one sorry 
Well, the creator called bullshit, but Nickelodeon, for a time, put a recipe on their website that had crab meat in the recipe spelled with a K, which would make, you know, make everyone else cannibals. Mm-hmm. That's the secret ingredient. It's crab meat. Nickelodeon. I like it. Fucks. I'm sticking with it. And that that's fucking dark. Crabby patties are made out of crab. <laughs> which is just to emphasize imitation fish crab or imitation crab is made of white fish which I I didn't know I don't eat that shit Mr. Krabs also a racist only kills the white fish son of a bitch we're just we're all the way down the rabbit hole now that's what we're here for alright so my first theory comes from the world of Spongebob Squarepants as well oh hell yeah and this one is a little more existential and it's that Spongebob and his friends are the result of nuclear testing in the area I love it. I know. This one is one that I've seen circulating for a really long time, and I wanted to explore it deeper because I never really looked too deep into it. Um, So where it comes from, the Bikini Atoll is a coral reef in the Marshall Islands consisting of 23 islands. And between 1946 and 1958, the U.S., fuckers that they are, happened to be testing their nuclear weapons weapons on and around the Bikini Atoll, even uh, detonating some nuclear weapons underwater some when he says some there's like 500 they set off a no it was it was 50 it was 50 total bombs i think is what i saw on the atoll 50 nuclear bombs yeah fuck that that is an inf might as well be in and only one went underwater only one went underwater that would be my natural place to put it is let's put it in the fucking water it's not blind everyone (laughs) If we, if we want to get real dark about all this, uh, the U.S. government displaced – there were people living on the Bikini Atoll. So before they started testing, they displaced uh, hundreds or thousands of inhabitants of the islands, made a move to uh, some, some other island group directly east. And then the people who didn't, they just got fucked, I guess. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Committing so, felonies out here. That's I mean, we've already we've already talked about the uh, the other island, the Chagos Islands, or Chagos Islands, which kind of had a, a similar history, except no nuclear testing. Of you know, we want a military base here, so you guys get the fuck out, uh, and we're gonna use it how we want. And if you don't, too bad. We're still gonna use it how we want. Uh, seems like the same thing kind of happened with the, the Bikini Atoll. Yeah, pretty much. I actually except heard, then uh... they set off nuclear bombs. Yeah, they made it even worse. So, like, yeah, be gone, and you can't come back here for the next ever 100,000 yeah. years. Yeah, well, so and that that's the problem is is all these – the native inhabitants, they, they can't return. The people who were displaced, they can't ever return. Like, you could come back, but you're going to die in, like, maybe two seconds. Maybe yeah. three if you're resilient. And I didn't take a lot of notes on that because it wasn't the main focus of this episode. Uh, but that was just some kind of things that I gleaned as I was reading about the Bikini Atoll in general. Uh, so some more evidence that points to this is the customs and dress of the inhabitants of Bikini Bottom reflects more closely to that of the late 40s, early 50s than that of the early 2000s when the show first aired. Definitely. Now, SpongeBob and his friends, uh, the guy that created him, he created him originally in the late 80s, and then uh, the show actually got picked, and they pitched the show in 96, and it actually got picked up and put on air in 99. Uh, but... All of those things do not look like the 40s and 50s, which SpongeBob clearly does. Um, you can tell with kind of the button downs and the high khakis everyone's wearing. They all send letters. He's a fry cook, man. For, yeah. Who's a fry cook anymore? And and he's like a like a popular fry cook. It's like old, one of the old soda shops that you see in Back to the Future or something. Well, dude, well, he's got most a... people have seen him Back to the Future, not Nick. He's a fry cook. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Just saying, give me your hate. I live off that shit. But uh, anyway. He's got a he's, dude. He's got a house. I mean, like, yeah. he's doing well as a fry cook. Well, so that's my other thing. All the all the buildings here, it's two stories. Bottom, they and a pet snail that Who's he keeps well fed. Yeah. Uh, all the buildings on Bikini Bottom could be kind of remnants from the island above. They were blown off the island and just kind of sank down all into this one place. And that's how you have you know pineapples and tiki huts and a rock. And, you know, the the crab trap that is the Krabby Patty, the Chum Bucket, all that stuff is just remnants of what was blown off the islands. Easily. I, yep. I mean, 100%. So, to take this one step further, do you remember Rock Bottom? 
in Rockbot. Rock that is. <laughs> yeah, those guys, those fuckers. I, dude, I fucking I hate love that, that episode, episode so much. Oh. What? I, that is like one of my favorite episodes. So when I was like 12, and the first time I saw it, it was really funny. But like, uh, one of my kids stumbled upon it the other day, and I'm just like, you can't watch this episode. It's the most annoying thing in the world. I haven't seen it in 15, probably 16 or 17 years. Yeah, because they both have the the Amazon Fire Kids tablets. So, uh, and we have Amazon Prime, obviously. So, like, they'll stumble onto random episodes of SpongeBob all the time, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Because it's mostly just the early seasons that are on there for free on Amazon Prime, which is all you want to watch, anyways. Right. Uh, but, yeah. So, anyway, Rock Bottom is potentially a crater, which would explain why its inhabitants were even weirder and more mutated than the citizens of Bikini Bottom. You know? So that's where the bomb actually hit, created this crater. That That's the direct hit. All the rest is just kind of the fallout Bikini Bottom is. Well, that would make sense because it's obviously darker. Rock Bottom, mm-hmm. you know that? I yep. like it. I like so that So it's a theory. crater inside the ocean. And so, you know, this... The evidence here is basically saying instead of killing all the sea creatures, which nuclear explosions would 100% Definitely, do, yeah, don't kill go, the shit out of them. Don't go setting off nuclear reactions in your fish tank at home hoping to get sentient mutant fish. Don't do that. It's not going to work. Well, um, so instead of I mean, killing all do the sea that creatures, and let us know what's, what happens. No, no, no. Don't mess with nuclear reactions in your home, kids. Please don't. If you're a kid listening to this... Fuck off. I mean, <laughs> the first 25 minutes have been about SpongeBob, so you can't blame them for falling into this trap here. We're going to get a letter, and this Karen's going to be like, uh, you unchristian fuckers. I mean, if you're letting your kid watch SpongeBob and you're worried about unchristian, then you, you better sit over his shoulder next time he's watching SpongeBob. It's not the most wholesome show. Hmm. Please you explain. I mean, it's just... I, I agree. I yeah, it's a I, weird fucking show, dude. There's yeah, some yeah. some very weird insinuations there. It was created in the goddamn 90s. I'm sure now. A lot of lot of interspecies sex going on there. I mean, we just talked about a cannibal, you know, yeah, potential cannibalism. Right. Either way you look. Mutated fish monsters? Yeah, nuclear bombs? A puffer fish is the teacher? Come on now. That's the too driving much. teacher too. Yeah. It's terrible. Anyway, so these explosions, instead of killing all these sea creatures, it mutated them into what we see now and somehow froze them in time also. Not sure how that part works, but... They're immortal. Nuclear reactions make you immortal. Check that out, too, while you're at the fish tank thing. So, what do you think about this? Do you you think it's plausible? I think it's 100% plausible because, I mean, you just laid out some fantastic evidence and I, I'm thinking back to Rock Bottom as well, and the reason he could not get out of there is because it was just so sheer, the wall to mm-hmm. get up. That is exactly like a fucking bomb crater or like a nuclear bomb. That shit would be... Yeah, because like the, the ocean very... floor is gradual, you know? It's not... I mean, I guess there's cliffs within the ocean floor, but... Oh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely more mountainous I've never than been anything. There. But it's... It just makes too perfect you know I, I just think it's it's really a fun fucking theory and yeah. even if it, it didn't you know just I'm sure it killed a shitload of the fish and displaced a ton of them but when you think about it after there's it there's not that many fish left there either well I mean that water's gotta come rushing back at one point so this could all just be you know the, the fish and creatures that survived and they all got right. stuck there basically because that's where it, it brought them back to so, I mean, they're, you know... Well, and then all those fish are boning and making more mutant fish. Right, and sense. even more and more mutant fish. Mm-hmm. You see these jacked-ass lobsters and shit? The, I mean, that's scary That stuff. guy definitely has some, some nuclear mutations going on. Yeah, I bet he does. Um, And the, the flat flounder guy, whatever his name is. Like Phil or something. Uh, or the sea bass. Mm-hmm. Fucking hate sea bass. The other one that's really annoying is the uh, the one where they're selling chocolate and they just got the guy chasing him around yelling chocolate for the whole episode. Hmm, I don't remember that one. My youngest daughter out. watches that one a lot. She stumbles onto that one all the time, and it, it just that guy screaming chocolate is. Just look up SpongeBob chocolate. You'll you'll figure it out. SpongeBob chocolate. Um, so you don't have to make any huge leaps in logic to get to this point, right? Of okay, 
these these sea creatures are obviously weird, and the squirrel, this one squirrel for whatever reason. Why uh, is a researcher there researching? Because right. it's a nuclear hotbed. As the least plausible aspect here that I can see is that the sea creatures mutated into more or less super beings rather than just being completely annihilated. But if you have to make a show about something, I'd rather see the show about mutated sea creatures than the show about a bunch of dead sea creatures. I mean, yeah, that'd be very boring. Yeah, I, it would not be going for like 15 seasons or whatever SpongeBob went for. Well, I mean, imagine the hijinks we could get up to if we were nuclear irradiated. That would have been um, amazing. I'd prefer not to be. What? But, I mean, a lot of the Marvel superheroes were created in the same way. So. L- live a little, Calvin. Come on now. No. Um, and, and just, like, if you're watching the show and you're considering this in the back of your head, which that, that happens with a lot of these fan theories, is you watch the show and you kind of have this thing in the back of your head of, oh, yeah, this, this is what's going on or this is what I like to think is going on. It doesn't detract from the show in any way. And it also doesn't really add anything to it. They're just... At the end of the day, they're just these crazy characters getting into these hijinks. It doesn't matter how they got there. So that's why this theory is great, because it, it world builds without taking anything away from what you're actually seeing. Right, it's just fun, regardless. I When watching the show, I'm much more concerned with how they can make and deliver a pizza in perfect condition underwater than whether pizza. or not they're nuclear waste X-Men. I mean, that's a good point. Where do they get this beef? Where's the beef? Well, that the pizzas are crab meat, too. But how does the cheese stay on? How does the box stay? Like, it looks like a cardboard box. How is that staying intact? You ever put water on cardboard? It doesn't work. Well, it works. I'll make it work. <laughs> so, the creators have acknowledged this to an extent. Uh, it, for In my research, it said it's been confirmed that B- Bikini Bottom is located beneath the Bikini Atoll. But there was nothing on uh, there's nothing on the nuclear testing mutants bit. Like he didn't say anything about that directly, but he did say Bikini Bottom is underneath Bikini Atoll. So you put two and two together, you have four there. Is what I'm thinking. Well, and at the same time, that dude that created SpongeBob was a marine biologist. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he that's that's how he got going. He was a marine biologist, and he you know studied. I got a little lazy plants. on the research for this episode. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, usually I do my research Monday nights, and I was sitting there Monday night, and, like, I finished our movie or whatever we were watching, and I'm like, I should really do some work on this. And I was like, nope, going to scroll through Twitter for the next hour and watch <laughs> uh, this bad Monday night football game. That's what I'm talking about, brother. That's how we do. Yeah. So, so sorry to all the fans out there that uh, I didn't know the creator of SpongeBob was a marine biologist. Yeah, and he actually worked on a uh, cartoon. But Nick knows it, so that's important. A lot of people love before he got started on SpongeBob SquarePants. He was on uh, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, I could see the remnants of Rocco's Modern Life here. You can it, definitely kind of see that in the DNA of this show. It's wacky. It's wacky yep. as shit. We could probably do a whole episode on Rocco's Modern Life, too. I would just love to do an episode on classic Nickelodeon shows. Because they just don't make them like they used to. I mean, we talked classic cartoons at one point. Um, but I, th- I think it could... See, I would almost want to do, like, cartoons through the ages, right? You get your 60s with your Flintstones and your Sco- 60s, 70s, Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, Jetsons, those types of things. Then you move into your 80s with your Thundercats and your Transformers and your He-Mans. Then you get into the 90s, Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, SpongeBob. You kind of just go through the ages, you know? I love that I think that we could idea. probably put something together. We, we will do so. Yeah, I think I have, like, half of a, uh outline on that. I'm fucking there for it. 100%. So while, while I look at that and reformulate it, let's hear what you got for your next TV fan theory. So this TV fan theory, this is the big one, because it doesn't just live within the TV-verse. It goes across all mediums. So this theory is for the original TMNT cartoon nice. for those that don't know teenage well, i think i know i think i know where this is going I th- do you do you know where this is going i i don't know we'll see we'll find out so this theory which i find super duper fascinating is the turtles were created by the same chemicals the same accident that created our beloved charlie cox aka daredevil well you know you know yeah, he didn't create saying. charlie cox how do you know <laughs> 
Well, because Charlie Cox is a human. Is he? With with real life. Are you sure? Yes. I don't know about that. Okay. Well. Anyway. What? Tell us more about the theory, Nick. <laughs> anyway, We're so waiting this theory. On pins and needles here. No. No. So this theory is honestly, there's a shitload of evidence for it. So it's thought that basically after this huge spill of chemicals, probably a shipment of of you know ooze, it fell into the sewer onto a bunch of sewer turtles and a rat. You know, very plausible in New York. There's a lot of those. <clears throat> yeah. Same ooze that gave him his enhanced senses probably has a different effect on reptilians. They have enhanced senses. Ugh, can't fucking talk today. Enhanced senses as well. That's why they make such great ninjas. Just like Daredevil. Just like Daredevil. That's one bit of evidence. I'm going to rattle some shit off for you. Splinter. Stick. Yep. You like Those that? are things that are kind of like the same well, thing. Splinter is obviously the Ninja Turtles master, and Stick is the one who trained Daredevil. You get, you know, you get some splinters from sticks sometimes. Um, the really obvious one is the foot and the hand, the ninja organizations they fight against. Raphael has a goddamn red bandana and size. Electra has red bandana and size. Happens in New York, they're ninja, like you said, and the list goes fucking on. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think Daredevil and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I think more characters should have been created by the Ooze. Well, do you think that would make them? I mean, you got maybe Toka the spider that bit Spider-Man was in that Ooze too. I don't know. Dang! It was being that that spider was being hunted by the turtles, so they all got yeah, they were oozed at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, and Toka and Razor just a happy accident. Well, Toka and Razor were made on purpose by Shredder, so. Dude, just saying, uh, NECA made those action figures. They're fucking I think amazing. You told me that I never found them though. They they were only available for pre-order for one week in July, and I copied oh, a set. Nice. Fucking love that. I mean, that list really, really, really goes on. You could, you could go on forever. Not literally. Probably another fifteen things, but I digress. There's also a runner-up. I gotta mention, as I said, it goes across all mediums. In the comic books, in the first issue, actually, Eastman and Laird connected the Turtles to the first issue of Daredevil from fucking 1963. Splinter's owner was killed by Orokusaki, a.k.a. Shredder. The who, Shred dude. The, sh the Shred, the Shred head. I fucking love that one. Um, he witnessed a young Matt Murdock save an old blind man from being run over by a truck. So there you go. Yeah, I no, I'm I'm with you. This this is right on point, and this is the kind of theory that I like because it takes two things that you think don't actually have anything in common, and it brings them together. And it doesn't take these huge leaps in logic to get them together. It's just like this one accident happened in both places at the same time and that's all you need to know nothing there's no other crossover between the two things it doesn't matter because this ooze seeped into the sewer after matt murdoch crashed into it and it just makes people ninjas for some reason well yeah why not I, and big i mean i want to know the extent that's where i i didn't necessarily agree with this one is the turtles are strong enhanced they have all oh, i guess why wouldn't it just turn Matt Murdock into a giant extra blind guy? A blind and deaf guy. You know? I don't know. Well, because it went right into his eyes. It didn't go into his ears, apparently. Maybe he was wearing earmuffs. <laughs> I don't know. Kept his mouth I haven't, closed, I haven't read so Daredevil number one. I haven't either. It's probably terrible. Most of those comics back in the day are fucking shit. Yeah, they're bad. I mean, I started Amazing Spider-Man at number one, and... I enjoy it because I enjoy Spider-Man, but it it's not super fun. It's a tough read. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's a tough read. But the best part about all this is it was confirmed by dun, dun, the dun. creators. Confirmed! 
uh, by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, they came out and said directly that Daredevil was a massive influence on them and that they were both huge fans of Daredevil, which sounds like they just took a bunch of shit from Daredevil and, you know, were, like, in their stank-ass fucking broke rooms with their pet turtle, and they're like, okay, I can work with this. Here we go. And now they're rich as fuck. Yeah, congrats for that. I like that it's confirmed. I, again, you know, we talked about it with the SpongeBob stuff. I like it when creators engage and will say, like, yeah, that that was my whole point. And um, you they know, were pretty Dick coy and Stan with it Lee obviously didn't create that connection. Eastman and Laird did. Uh, and and it was it was just on them to be like, this is an easy connection to make. Like that this ooh, uh, this stuff spilled onto Matt Murdock. It also spilled into the sewer. Yeah, it's the same thing. We like ninjas. Daredevil's a great ninja. Well, I mean, if you think about it, that's just it's this mystical ooze that can basically do anything it made a a man blind but he does all this crazy fantastic shit what's the what's that to the nth power what's that on pcp ninja turtles exactly i'm curious if the turtles got bathed i should know this but they were covered if matt murdock was completely covered in the ooze would he have turned into a turtle well, no, because they were already turtles. They're, I mean, that case turns closed. humanoid. So he would have just turned. I mean, he turned into a superhuman. They turned into superhuman turtles. He just turns into the blob. Oh, kill me! Yeah, that that's a thing. That's a thing that could happen for sure. Sorry, well, I'm still writing this this outline for cartoons now. So, like, I, I want to write it down while I'm thinking about it. I'm listening, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Calvin, what's your theory? My theory is that cartoons are cool and we should talk more about them. I, I'm totally down to... Speaking of Daredevil, actually, um, I'm going to be playing Lego Daredevil in a production by this big dude on YouTube. It's going to be fucking dope. So I'll that let you all know. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe I can incorporate some turtles in that. We'll make this shit mainstream. Or just like a podcast about something. You know, say that however many times you need to. I mean, it's already done. It's a done deal. Boom. And, and you know, you're all alone podcast too, obviously. I mean, that is my name. So I just spent the entire time like, hit me up on a podcast about something at APA something and, you know, on Twitter and all, all the addresses. Nice. Well, that'll be fun. I'm excited for that. I'm pretty excited myself. Sounds dope. So my next theory, I'm done writing that outline now. So stay tuned sometime in the future for a podcast about classic cartoons. I know you're dying for it already. Um, so my last theory comes from Arrested Development. Nice. And this is just rife with theories and ideas and uh, like left leftover storylines that didn't hit and so th- there, there was a lot to go through here and the one I chose was that Tobias Funke is actually an albino black man what or or has some skin condition that makes him appear white because albinoism is has very specific traits like they would have white hair and white eyebrows and things like that and pink eyes um, so just some skin condition that makes him a super light skinned black man there is a lot of evidence here <laughs> more than you could imagine do tell please <laughs> I went through it season by season here season one uh, Tobias's character cover for the season he's dressed wearing a, dash- a dashiki which, I mean, you could write that off as just Tobias is weird and he likes to um, appropriate other cultures and things like that. It gets deeper, don't worry. He's an actor. Uh, he's an al- an anarchist. Uh So we also get the first glimpse of the cover of Tobias's book, The Man Inside Me, which shows a white silhouette within a black silhouette. And we're supposed to think that this hmm. cover are, is subtly hinting at his vague sexuality. Uh, but maybe it's hinting it to something else that the black man is inside the white man. 
or black interior, white exterior. Could be. I don't know. So let's move to season two. Uh, Tobias and Lindsay are in their now open relationship, and Tobias from and Lindsay is going after Ice, the bounty hunter. And Tobias remarks, I'm surprised she's going after somebody so similar to my type. And again, mm. this could be just written off as another one of Tobias's non sequiturs about his vague sexuality, where he's saying that were he gay, which he very clearly may be, uh, he would go after someone like Ice. But he's also on on another level, it's Lindsay is going after somebody who is so much like Tobias. I'm uh, just I'm still just sitting more. here. Like running through every second of Arrested Development, yeah. I can remember. Like, so mm-hmm. you're gonna have to rewatch it and and take the, all this into consideration. Uh, so later in season two, uh, Lindsay says people hear the name Tobias and think big black guy, and Tobias responds, "Well, obviously I'm not a big guy." Clearly leaving out the black part of that. <laughs> uh, so then later, again, Lucille Lucille tells Michael that she discovered a colored man in her apartment and. <laughs> Michael asks what color and she responds blue, but they're kind of they're kind of laying that groundwork in your head. It was Tobias painted blue, but you know you Black can't put it past Arrested Development to slip in a double entendre there. I mean that when she says colored man, yes he was blue, but also she's referring to him as a colored person. That totally makes sense because yep. she's a bitch. Yep. I, like I just think back to that scene and I can remember it so vividly if like there was a colored man in my apartment when I got home and Michael's like wait what color yeah it's like I'm, I'm sure you said this multiple times in your life but you gotta specify here yeah you rude old bag because Tobias has been painting himself blue all the time lately there's blue handprints everywhere alright so let's move to season 3 where now Lindsay makes a comment about not knowing how maybe ended up with frizzy hair because her hair is very frizzy but all of the blues have very uh sleek hair and frizzy hair is a common trait among black people so that's there just gonna leave it uh season four i have pretty frizzy hair too well there you go maybe you're an albino black person let have me you ever rephrase thought about that i had frizzy hair because that shit leapt off the top of my head better believe it sorry nick um it's, so it's, it's fucking booty <laughs> So in season four, the narrator remarks that Herbert Love, who is played by Terry Crews, in case anybody decided to skip uh, season four. Um, so Lindsay is also pursuing a relationship with Herbert Love, played by Terry Crews. And the narrator remarks so uh, that Herbert Love reminded Lindsay so much of Tobias when they first started dating. Uh, so anybody who knows Terry Crews, big, hulking black guy. And obviously Tobias is not a big guy. Um, and then Tobias's middle name in season four is revealed to be Onyango, O-N-Y-A-N-G-O, which Isn't is Isn't that a... the, the same last name from uh, The Good Place? Chidi? Uh, no. His is uh, Abiyango or something. There, there's an extra syllable in there. Um, but it is a common name used by the Luo people in Kenya and Uganda, and famously, Barack Obama's father's middle name is Onyango. That's dope. Yeah. And it's all—it's also most likely a play on Onyong from the the early seasons. Um, Onyong sounds yeah. Onyong, hello. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, in season five, Tobias says uh, that he dyed his mustache pink because he thought that it was Michael's skin color, hinting that Michael's skin color is somehow different than Tobias's. Um. So there's that. And then just overall, throughout the show, uh, Lindsay seems to have a type for black men uh, with Ice the Bounty Hunter, Girl Michael, who uh, Lindsay and Tobias both go after, who's actually a man, and Herbert Love. Uh, those are all, th- those are three of the four people that Lindsay goes out of her way, or three of the five people that Lindsay goes out of her way to uh, try and extend her open relationship with. And they, they're all kind of the same type. Uh, I, I, that we're led to believe Tobias may be. I gotta say, I love Terry Crews' name in this show. Herbert Love? It's the it's best. It's yeah. the best. Terry Crews is really good in, in this role, too. Um, I I kind of like season four. It's disjointed and it's weird because of the way they filmed it, but I, I like the story. And it's the, quirky. The, the original run 
where they had all the, the different character focus episode is better than the remixed version. The remixed version is just super heavy on the narration, which the narration's great, but it's great when it's peppered in and not doing the heavy lifting of the episodes. Right. How would you spell Tobias's last name? F-U-N-K-E? Yes, that is how it's spelled. Funky? Funke. Yeah, you could say Funke. You could also but say yes, Funky. But yes, could be Funky. Tobias could be fun. There's also a lot of people pointed out the uh, the transition of Franklin the puppet from black to white when he accidentally gets washed, and that could be like foreshadowing um, Tobias as well. Hmm. And then the last thing is, and I don't want to go too deep into this because I don't want to get in trouble, is it's suggested that Lindsay married Tobias to rebel against her father. And just like a lot of rich white dudes would disapprove of their daughters marrying black men. Right, dude. Is that a, or at least that's a stereotype of rich white dudes. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. My fucking grandfather went. If I was a rich white dude, I wouldn't care. I don't give a shit. You know, whoever the fuck you love, it yes. doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, you know, my grandfather was one of those people who was very. My, my aunt's husband is black, so mm. it's yeah. You know, that was a whole situation. So it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, so now that I've laid out all this evidence, what do you think about it? Uh, dude, I'm I'm going to go watch Arrested Development as soon as we get off the mic. And that's probably what I'm going to do tomorrow, too, because this needs an answer. I need a rewatch, answer. too. That's I haven't just had a like rewatch for Arrested in a while. Me either. I, I tried to turn my wife onto it, and she was not a fan. But It's really hard, because you got to watch like the full first three seasons. You pretty much have to binge them at this point and, and get them in in like four weeks to to really grasp it and to see all of those callbacks and call forwards and in jokes and like little things that you miss like this so you've got to watch it all to get the full picture of it it's very hard to get a new watcher on well i think you got to be fans of those people as well like jason bateman thought he was great i love michael Sarah mm-hmm. and jeffrey uh, tambor is great i i mean he's got some some issues apparently on on set but in this show he's really great and i i haven't seen many things with um that with him that i i don't like i mean we haven't even mentioned will arnett will arnett is just amazing i've watched so many bad will arnett shows because he's so good as job um but he he just he can't land anything else no no It's, it's been rough for him He's got a he Netflix show joke. called Flaked, and it's it's not good. He he had that one good episode in Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Uh, he's he's good as Lego Batman. I'll give him that. Maybe we'll you know do an episode on Lego superheroes. Maybe. Anyway. Um. I yeah I agree. I really like this theory. It's almost too good not to be the case. Uh, there's just so much evidence and potential foreshadowing. And with this being arrested development, they're not in the habit of just like providing evidence and false foreshadowing for things that don't exist. Like they usually pay it off. What's well, the Russos, man? That's like their yeah. shit. Well, I mean, and even Ron Howard and Mitchell Horowitz, like that, that's all, all of them together. Like that, it took all of them to make this perfect microcosm of this show. And, you know, the one thing I've always said about arrested development is that it's just dense with jokes. All of the things like that I listed above of that are evidence to this theory if you take this theory away all those things happening are pretty funny just at face value but then when you rewatch and you rewatch and you pick up on things like this it just compiles onto itself and it makes it even into this funny super funny ultra mega gag that only pays off for people who obsessively watch the show or obsessively talk about the show hilariously meta um if we ever get a season six which i doubt we will uh, I, i think they would go to great lengths to actually confirm this because it's been out there for long enough now that even if it wasn't in their original plan, they would make it part of it now. Right. And it it's just too funny not to pay off in some way. Um, they just did such a, a great job of leaving out these breadcrumbs and setting the whole thing up. It, it would be a shame if it's not true. Well, what if he had... Uh... Sammy Sosa says he has some kind of... Disease. Yeah, same thing with Michael Jackson. Um, Sammy Sosa is basically looks like a white dude now. Right. It's yeah. Really creepy. And it's it's like a, a a pigment deterioration disease where like it just slowly goes away, 
Um, I had yeah, a friend in page. college who had it wasn't it wasn't like the full on all of your pigment goes away, but he had like the blotches. Mm. I don't I don't know what it's called, and I'm not trying to be insensitive to it. Like that, it it just the best way to describe it, I think. Um, so that, I think that's what they're hinting at is there's some type of skin condition there that <laughs> makes him white. Um, Maybe the only place it hasn't affected is around his wiener, and, and that's, that's why, why he's never, he's never nude. nude. Dude. Well, and some on the one of the Reddit posts um, that Russo talked about eat your this. Fucking heart out. Huh? I said Russo's eat your fucking heart out. <laughs> on the Reddit post where this was discussed, or on one of the many Reddit co- posts where this was discussed, uh, somebody mentioned that they thought Lindsay hinted at him being quite well endowed at some point. Um, which is a another stereotype for black men. In case you've been living under a rock like uh, Patrick. They got huge dicks, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Big dicks. Uh, so, Aaliyah Shawkat, uh, that plays Maybe. I have no idea how to pronounce her name. I'm going to go with Aaliyah Shawkat. She plays Maybe. She mostly confirmed this in an interview. Uh, she said she was asked a question, and her answer was that the writers have gone on little tangents where you think they're going to start a storyline, but then they pull it back. I remember they were going to do one about Tobias actually being a rare black person where he would have had this rare disease and he was actually black. It's these hysterical, crazy ideas that they could have continued on. So, like, it, it looks like it was in the DNA at some point, and they just abandoned it for whatever reason. I mean... Or they just never finished paying it off, because they didn't get a chance to, because they were canceled. That's probably my guess. Yeah. Avengers happened. I I also like the idea that... Uh, well, so they, they do all of these fundraisers, right? And that's a big... Uh, especially the first three seasons, they do this annual fundraiser where they can never figure out what the actual cause that they're raising funds for, and... You know, you got the whole uh, graph versus host thing where uh, Tobias won't actually ask for it. All he has to do is get rid of his hair plugs and he'll be cured, but he, he won't do it. I, I feel like it's the same thing with it. If, if he has this disease, he just won't ever address it because he feels like it takes away from him in some way, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to leave it at that. Tobias, not, not, you know, I wasn't trying to say that being black takes something away from him, just admitting that he has a disease takes something away like he wouldn't admit that he was sick because of his hair plugs and just get rid of them he, well, he had to take like... it a step further he had to turn himself into like this this helpless case you know right i i could see him being like well you're not giving me never mind never mind he could get I... more acting jobs as a white person is that what you're trying to say basically <laughs> um i could see how tobias should. would think that yeah absolutely well, that's I could he you know you you're just gonna give me this part. I could see him being like, I don't want to be stereotyped as the buff black dude with the huge wiener, um, just you know based on the way Tobias fucking thinks of himself. Yep. Like you said, well I'm not. Have you ever heard about that fume K? That fume K is really great. Yeah, he's funky as fuck. Uh, so then Mitch Horwitz, one of the show's creators, uh, he did a write at AMA one time and he was asked this question. Uh, the question was, there are hints that Tobias is actually a black albino. Was that ever going to be a full storyline? And so the answer was uh, that if I did want to do that, revealing that revealing that now would be ruining the joke. So perhaps you can think of another joke I can ruin for you that I can feel less bad about. So he's pretty much okay. admitting it there. Um, yeah. He doesn't want to ruin that because the joke is funny when it's in the background. It's it's not funny, you know. This is more of an admission as anything I've ever heard before, and like he's kind of right. If you go into this whole show knowing that Tobias is black, all these little references lose their humor, and it's more fun to just you know see something that only you know that the characters don't know, and it's like this secret that you're in on, and none of the characters realize it, or the characters do realize it and just won't address it. Like that that's funnier than being like, oh yeah, he's a black man. So all these jokes all these things that they're saying are way more insensitive. Yeah. It's just, I like the meta aspect. Yeah. And I mean, and that's what Arrested Development does best. Yeah. They're fucking, it's a very unique show. It's so good. And it was so well thought out from the beginning. Um, I didn't watch it on its original run. I got into it in like, Oh nine, 2010 on, on like DVDs. Me, yeah. uh, because I read this one guy's website who, that he was he was an obsessive Arrested Development fan. And he kept making 
references to Arrested Development like in his blog post that I would make and I was unemployed had nothing better to do so I was like fuck it I'll watch it and I'm glad I did because it it was hilarious I love hilarity yeah it's just the cast is great and And it never gets old I've probably watched it all the way through I've watched the first three seasons probably six or seven times Um, I've watched season five probably once and I've watched season four twice maybe three times it never gets old because there's always a new joke to find. There's always something deeper within whatever they're talking about. Definitely. It's super layered. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, even when, when season four first hit in 2013, I I sat there. I think I was homesick or something. I sat there and binged the entire 13 episodes in one day just because it. I had waited so long for them to, to finish this story. I was excited for it. And... I just couldn't take my eyes off. I wanted to see what happened. I wanted to see how they would bring things back and and put things together. And with how hard season four was, I think it still worked. Season five is a different story. (laughs) Yep. Like season five, you could tell everybody was like, nah, fuck this. We're done. Give me the money. Yeah. I'll, I'll do this because you're paying me a lot of money, but I'd rather be doing Ozark or transparent or V Archer. Who's an archer? Uh, the mom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Mallory Archer. That's how I I knew her before I actually watched Arrested Development. I I've say. never seen Archer. I, I know it exists. It, I know what it is. I know it it's is funny. Hilarious. I just haven't gotten to it. It's very good. I'm on season four of Fargo right now, which I almost spoiled for myself because I'm looking because Fargo was one of the ones I want to see if there were any fan theories on. So I Google it, and it's like, oh, you won't believe this fan theory from Fargo. I'm like, all right, let me check it out. Like, nope, and like the first three sentences are like this character from season four goes back to season one and this I'm like nope sorry done yeah save Peace. that page for when I finish watching season four the one old show that could be ruined for me that's what I'm watching right now yeah exactly uh, well they just finished season four like two weeks ago so oh I was I waiting for it to, yeah their their seasons are really spread out they got like two years in between each season because they're uh they're kind of connected, but not really connected. So they're they're more anthology seasons. Um, True detective with small yeah, with small connections in between them that you you can connect them if you want to, but you don't have to. Fargo's really good. You should watch Fargo. I've heard. I I probably probably from me. My dad is like obsessed with it. That sounds about right. Seems like a good dad show. I mean, we're all dads here, Calvin. Exactly. That's why I like it. There we go. Are there any? Do you have any honorable mention fan theories that we can cover next time? Because I love fan theories. We'll probably come back to this at some point. Did you have any that we didn't get into? Just like two two second. What the theory is? Don't go into any details. Uh, I have one, and that's most of the characters in The Walking Dead are going deaf Ooh. because of all the gunshots so close in such close proximity. Because that's their last resort. Interesting, interesting. Um, I've always wanted to look deeper into Toby as a Scranton Strangler in the office. Yes, I almost did that. Um, I had it on my list. It was the first one I had on my list, and then I was just like, no, that's been kind of done to death. Let's not start there. So maybe that's definitely one we'll have to do next time. Um, And then here's one that I don't know that you've ever heard. This is the Office Parks and Rec crossover here. Creed founded the Reasonablists. Hmm. Oh, there's evidence. I won't go too deep into it now. I have a feeling I'm going to get a very long message from you. I mean, just Google it. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll Google it because I'm very curious. I can see Creed doing something like that. It's it's a pretty fun one. Hmm. I found so many fun ones. Yeah. There's a lot out there. Uh, like I said, we'll probably be revisiting this someday. So if you love TV fan theories, stay tuned for future episodes. Fuck yeah. Maybe we'll do, uh, like, fictional novel fan theories. There's a lot of those out there. There is a ton Potter, of those out Song there. Song of Ice and Fire. I'm sure there's some good Dune ones now that we're Dune heads. I am actually looking at my action figure of Paul Atreides, a.k.a. Paul Muad'Dib. 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 All right, let's not get too far back into Dune. We'll go another three hours here. We can't do that. You can't do it. Maybe when the movie comes out, though. Oh, dude, I can't. All right. Thank you for listening. Check out us on Twitter at Lone underscore podcast at APA something. Uh, We are always there 
for some cool chats. Um, buy our buy some stuff. We we made a sale on our T Public store. Go to tpublic.com slash APA something. There's some stuff out there. We made a sale last week. Shout out to uh, that person that bought something. Heck yeah. That's I can awesome. look it up because she said she talked about it on Twitter. Really? Yeah. So she did like a uh, a contest almost that she said uh, leave your merch stores below. I'm gonna pick two randomly, and uh, we were one of the ones that won. So that's uh, Brypo at Brypo on Twitter. Uh, bought some merch. Shout so, out. Shout out to you. Thank you for for buying some merch. Other people who are listening, I know you haven't bought any merch because I get a notification when somebody buys something. So go buy something. Anything. Could be a notebook. Could be a mug. Could be a shirt. Get some stickers. They're really dope. They got fa- face too. masks on there. Face masks aren't going away anytime soon. Get in a podcast about something. Face mask. You need a podcast about something. Face mask. Yes. Let your something flag fly. I love it. Thank you, as always, to those cats for providing all the music for a podcast about something. You guys stay sassy. Stay classy. Bye.